Hey podcast listeners, this is uh, Smitty. It's been a while, um, partly due to COVID, which I've been more apathetic, just kind of hanging out at home, watching movies and reading more, hanging out with people less. But I have an episode with Kevin Doyle that I recorded months ago via Zoom. I had problems with my software. It wasn't letting me uh, download the Zoom file into the software I use for my podcast. But uh, turns out it was an easy fix. It just needed to be a WAV file instead of an MP3. So, plan on doing more, but maybe not as many as I had planned. I think I said 20. I don't think I'm going to hit 20 this year. Here is the episode with uh, Kevin Doyle. Coming to you from the Franklin House in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My name is Smitty. Got my good friend Kevin Doyle with me today. Kevin actually lives out in California. And so I'm doing my first attempt at a virtual via Zoom podcast. So we spent a good half hour here trying to get it all set up. We think we got it. But yeah, this is fun. Uh, so Kevin and I go way back. Kevin, I'll let you say, uh, when did we first become friends or get to know each other? You know, I don't have a, a year. Uh, it's been a long time. Victory yeah. Center Bible Camp back in the early 90s, late 80s maybe. Yeah, yeah. You and your brother, uh, Phil McCubbin, Mike yeah. McCubbin, his brother. Yeah. Uh, Chris Heck, Jessica, Karen at the time. The old names that are, go back right. to that time frame how long have you been out in california we just literally passed the four-year mark okay that's what which I is kind of crazy to think about right four years yeah flies man i've been there just once so far right so far yeah hoping to go in august second if time. we survive the apocalypse yeah right this is true maybe they'll find a way to just transport people by then well, By you know, put put Elon Musk on it. He'll get yeah. us. Yeah, he'll get us there. I have his autobiography. I haven't started it yet, but yeah, go ahead. Well, he's going to be the like the less the less the Lex Luther of yeah. like the right. real world, right? Like he's that guy that's the brilliant billionaire, yeah, whose crazy ideas make him super famous. They get us all this technology, but then at the same time, he's building this underground lair. Yeah. And then yeah. it's going to take sort of the opposite of him to yeah. come in and save the day. Or we just, instead of teleporting each other different places, we just, this is life, right? This is it. We Zoom. Mm -hmm. Zoom everywhere. It could be. Yep. Who knows? Uh, so you know the setup of my podcast. Ten questions. You pick the eight. It's pick eight podcasts. And you tell me the 10 right, right away, or you just, you'll one at a time and we one get to one time. I don't want. And then I say, okay. Yeah. Or you, or if you just like, I think I have an answer, but can we come back to it? Okay. If you, that works sometimes. Could I pick nine? Yeah. Or I yeah, got to pick eight. Nope. People have picked nine. Okay. Yep. yep. Even 10, maybe. Even 10. Because let yeah. me just tell you what I, what I anticipate potentially yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, you ask a question, I think to myself, you know what, I don't like that question. Yeah. But, and I'm saying like, this is question one, maybe, right? You say question yeah. one, I think yeah. not a good question, but 
if I, right, if I say skip yeah. it, I've just yeah. blown through one of my two skips. And then what yeah. if the next question's worse? Worse. Right? Yeah. And so what I see myself doing is being conservative with my skips, saving uh-huh. it. Yeah. But then we get to question eight and nine and then 10. And they're, they're like your, <laughs> your best questions, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Whew. So, so many variables. I know. What am I supposed to do? What so, if- so many rules. So many rules. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to try my best. All right. Well, we'll start you off with an easy one. How about that? Thank you. Okay. Can I skip it? <laughs> Without even hearing the question. I should hear the, I should hear the question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Who's the last person you hugged? Oh, man. In this time of no touching. <laughs> the last person I hugged. It would have been my mother. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't that many days ago. So my parents drove from South Dakota to San Diego uh, and they were crossing the country as the country was going on lockdown. So they got here while the quarantine, I think the quarantine had been going one day or something like that. And so uh, they showed up on our front door and gave, gave her a big squeeze. There you go. Yeah. And they're still there now. They're in San Diego. I think they're going to bunker down and ride it out for a couple more weeks. Okay. Um, I think maybe less to do with the quarantine and more to do with not wanting to see snow for a while, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weather out here is pretty decent. So they've got a nice little condo they're staying at and yeah. life's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, two days ago, we had ice. Ugh. I and I think West, West River yeah. um, had a blizzard, maybe. Yeah. See? Pretty easy, right? For the first question? I don't know. I kind of got nervous there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Might get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that Costco employee that <laughs> had toilet paper. <laughs> I know. I like it was a it was a hug and a linger, you know, where you just yeah. you right. a couple extra seconds. <laughs> question two. Today. Did you do more talking or did you do more listening? Well, I would say probably more listening. Okay. I, I've got, uh, it might not seem that way on this because I'm going to do a lot no, of no, talking no. on this, yeah. but I've got two kids uh, and one of them's five years old and yeah. he doesn't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's full of questions and my daughter who's yeah. 11, Emma, she, yeah. she's um, asking questions all the time and she's telling these yeah. stories, which she thinks are super interesting. I have to, I don't know. It's easier for me to just ask, oh, really? Tell me more. Or, you know, like, I'm kind of a listener. Just you know, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be different than when you were able to go into work? Is that still do inquire a lot of listening? You're, I uh, think, yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I, yeah. I think, and I don't know if it's the reputation that I've sort of built for myself at work or wherever, but I'm, I'm a listener, right? So people will come mm-hmm. to me with their issues or with their problems. Mm-hmm. And a few people that I work with have coined the term because they'll ask that or they'll say people at work will talk to each other and they'll say, oh, I was talking to Kevin about this. And then the other will say, oh, really? I was talking to Kevin I, about that too, right? And they'll say, wow, yeah. wow Kevin ta- listens to everybody, not talks to everyone, but listens to everybody. Yeah. And so people coined the term RLF. Okay. Uh, do you know RB? Uh, F, resting oh. bitch face. Have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah. So for me, they say it's resting, resting. listening face. 
Sure, sure. So I listened. But then, of course, because I think I know a lot what I'll typically do, do after I listen to say, <laughs> well, I'm not one to give advice. But, but. If, if I were in your shoes, yeah. I might try it to try to do this or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ends no one up. ever listens to what I say, but <laughs> no, that makes sense. Is there anything like super funny Connor has said lately? Well, or is it just so, weird? Is it just weird? No, stuff? it's funny. No, it's so funny. He's yeah. he's a character, and he's yeah. got this. His tongue is like a little bit too big for his mouth. Yeah, and so he's got this lisp. Okay. Right. So his S's and his THs yeah. they all take place like his tongue's outside. Like thank okay. you if he's always listening yeah okay and um so we we're playing we we're tossing the football around <clears throat> today and it was connor myself and emma we're in the yeah. backyard throwing the yeah. football and and i think i threw it to emma and i threw it a little short or something but she caught yeah. it but she caught it caught it right around her midsection uh-huh. and connor goes dad you got to write in the penis. <laughs> and, you know, he wasn't saying it to be funny. I mean, he was, he, he knew it'd be funny and he, and he was saying it cause he's a happy kid, but he wasn't like yeah. trying to make a joke. Right. Oh man. It was so, he's like, dad, you got to write in the penis <laughs> with the lisp. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. And right by his school, there's this little, uh, it's a little hot dog restaurant called Wiener Schnitzel. So it's a chain and I don't know yep. how big of a chain it is where it goes. So we drive past it twice a day, going to school, coming back from school when I pick him yeah. up and drop him. And he's always like, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> <Wiener Snitzel. laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. It is funny. Yeah. yeah. One of those things you'll look back in 10 years and wish you could, uh, get that kid back probably yeah yeah so i'm, I'm trying to make videos you know just mm-hmm. with my phone put them on youtube mm-hmm. to kind of capture those memories because yeah i don't know it's it is pretty hilarious yeah now can i ask you am i able to ask you today you to can do more listening absolutely. you can or more talking absolutely yeah man i live by myself okay <laughs> uh i think barely more talking though okay i was on the phone with my older brother Mark, in that situation, I'm always the one that does more talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like a long conversation, but between that and then tomorrow night, I'm playing some music here, okay. uh, face like Facebook Live thing. Sure. And so I did like kind of a test run. I, I feel like I did more talking about, okay, I'm going to try putting the light here and the microphone yeah. here, and I'm going to sing this song. And then yeah. my buddy Christopher was on the other end of it, and he was telling me what was better and what was worse. So, yeah, yeah, I probably did more talking today, which is rare. I probably do more listening like you. but You know, it's don't feel bad about yourself. You're, oh, I don't. You're, okay, well, maybe you should have done yeah. a little bit. I mean, <laughs> pretty quick with that, I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Question number three. What is your favorite memory of us, of you and I? <laughs> so we have a lot to pull from. We got high school. We got yeah. trips trips overseas. Yeah. Uh, trips in this country. Trips in this country. Trips in just 
like hanging out in Vermilion, South Dakota. Yeah. Uh, or one of your favorites. Yeah. That's a self-indulgent here question because I think well, it's, it's fun. Man, that is very difficult, you know, because we've been friends for so long. and So many different stages of life, yeah. Exactly, right? And peaks mm-hmm. and valleys. Mm-hmm. And, and so it isn't, to me, it's not this linear thing where, or, or whatever where I can just look and say, okay, there's something. Mm-hmm. It's in these different stages or mm-hmm. there's these different, um, you know, when I, uh, maybe connected to an emotion rather than mm-hmm. to an, uh, like a timeline or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Instead of answering your question, what I'll okay. do is, um, I'll just, in my answer, I'm going to hit a few, a few of those things that come to mind. And I should also say that these don't necessarily even represent, um, the, the peaks, right? Like the most memorable or my most favorite. They're just the ones that come to your mind. Yeah. They're the ones that sort of represent these different stages in my mind. Right. Yeah. So high school, a lot of memories, I think like the day before we graduated or is our, like our, that evening where we did this bonfire. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. No. I have a bad memory though. Yeah. Well, so do I, but this (laughs) one. Okay. (laughs) And it was just like this end of, you know, end of high school, but what that really represented, like people moving on and this is going to be a shift for everybody. Yeah. And just sort of us talking about how, I don't know, how much we meant to each other, Mm -hmm. how um, glad we were that, you know, we knew each other during Mm -hmm. those years and then kind of looking ahead Mm -hmm. um, and just maybe even not through a lot of words, but just saying, man, I'm glad we're friends. Yeah. And hopefully this will continue. Mm-hmm. After high school, when you were in peer mm-hmm. with Paul, mm-hmm. lots of silly memories. It's super silly. Uh, yeah. I like just pouring Mountain Dew on your guys' carpet. Yeah. I don't, for no for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like and when I say pouring Mountain Dew on your carpet, it wasn't like, oops, I just poured some Mountain Dew on your carpet. It was like no. that was a thing that sort of <laughs> happened yeah. regularly or at least repeatedly. Yeah. Like um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, stupid, memory, but that stands out. Uh, same time frame there, but going to New York City, that would have been the yeah. spring of 1999. Yep. Uh, freshman year of college for me, Darren, and I think Chris, Chris mm-hmm. came with us. Yep. Yep. And I can't remember, he had been kicked out of college the first time or second time by then. Uh, yeah, something like that. It all blends together. Yeah. Us leaving uh, Vermilion, so the th- Darren, Chris, and myself mm-hmm. heading to Wisconsin to pick you up. Mm-hmm. Doctor Smith, your father, dropped mm-hmm. you off uh, on the f- on the side of the interstate at some parking lot or something. We picked yeah. you up. Yep, yep. And it was <laughs> it was supposed to be the blizzard of the century. Yeah, it was like level five or whatever. <laughs> no one's getting in. No one's getting out. <laughs> you boys should head down to Florida. That's yeah. what some trucker said. Yeah, uh, but we made it, and I I just remember like the first night I said something to you oh, that I mean, really upset you, <laughs> Keep and going. I was like I th- I think I said something like man I'm really excited to be here aren't you Smitty aren't you happy to be here or something like that talking about being in New York City for the first time yeah right and you were like fuck you Kev <laughs> <laughs> which was probably the first time like I said that word in our conservative background yeah well I don't. I I wasn't I still don't swear that often right and like yeah, it was sort yeah. of the shock like okay did I just hear him 
<laughs> like did, did Smitty just say that? And then like yeah. not just oh that that word came out of your mouth, but like the context the and situation. Yeah, like me, like it was an honest thing. Like I was happy you were there. I'm like, aren't you excited? <laughs> right? And it was just like this weird thing. So whatever uh, that stands out. Yeah, it does. Uh, and lots of fun things on that. I mean, f- like freezing our nubbins off mm-hmm. on the streets, mm-hmm. and then like right, we stayed in that really crappy, scary hotel. Yeah. In New sure Jersey, did. Right across the river. So that that's another memory. I'm going really long here on this answer. But then, of course, you know, I'm going to fast forward quite okay. a bit, about 10 yeah. years yeah. Uh, from then, to talk about our trip to, well, you came to China, right? Yeah, so, before. I, I skipped it. Yeah, before that, yeah. probably 2005, maybe end of 2004. Yeah, 2005, sounds about right. Came, I'm bad you, at you time, to, but yeah. You flew to Beijing. Yeah. And I had just bought this sidecar motorcycle. Oh, dude. Like yes. I had literally just bought it. I didn't know how to drive it, right? Like you're in the sidecar. Yeah. And we're cruising around Beijing. I don't know. I felt like a badass. Yeah. But I think there was a couple of times we probably almost got in some Oh, accidents. for sure. Oh, yeah. And then we yeah. went to that. We did. We went to, Mel took us to that one, Tianjin, that city, and like to the, the book that we had that was t- telling us, oh, this amazing market, this outdoor market that's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. we got there and it's like a guy. There's one yeah. guy with a box selling some stuff. But I think that's where I bought my glasses, though. The big, the big Chinese ones. Yeah. So that was the highlight of that thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it made it seem like the book, right? The the yeah. travel book You're made right. it seem like this was sort of like a world famous, like once in a lifetime thing. And we yeah. got there, and it was just yeah, 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 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that memory, right? Uh-huh. Then of course when we went to Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Yep. Uh, lots of fun memories there. That was super right? fun. Playing pool, like staying up super yeah. late, playing pool, and then... My flight was delayed. So when I flew into Vietnam, we just went all night since you had been there a day already. We had been there. Yeah, maybe but we then this wasn't. I, I mean, this wasn't even like... So your first night, we stayed up all night. Yeah, and then I think we maybe got a couple hours of sleep, but then we had to hit the day hard. In it. it's not like we could sleep all day. No. no, and then that was basically our time: is that we would stay up mm-hmm. super late. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. until like dawn. Great, just great. with shenanigans, right? And then yeah, we would go to bed and then wake up just yep. a little bit later so we could go again. Yeah, and then uh, the two other guys headed back. To their mm. respective countries and then you mm-hmm. and i hung out on koh tao in thailand for another week paradise it was amazing right yeah um and wolfram if you remember him i do remember the german wolfram. guy yeah i don't know smitty then this that's summer great. that's great yeah this summer right just to kind of fast forward again skipping so many things but this summer mm-hmm. the one thing i did all summer was i flew to minneapolis yeah right for yeah less than 24 hours yeah. And you and I went to see that Lord Huron show. Uh-huh. And so that was like the peak of my summer 2019. You and I stayed in like an Airbnb. Yeah. Went to the show. You had to drive up. And I mean, you had your own experience with it. But for me to just fly in, hang out with you, go to that show. We slept. Then I just got on a plane and flew back to San Diego the next day. Right. Yeah. Pretty good. Really good. Really good. <laughs> You're doing a good job listening here. I'm doing a lot of talking. You're doing a lot of listening. Wow. Very good. Question four. Yeah. Okay. Who in your life 
do you think is crazy talented? Or maybe not crazy talented, but like, man, that person is really good at blank or they're just good at everything maybe. Well, so here's my, I'm going to skip that question, but I'm going to give you a lame answer just so, but it's not good. I, I think we're all crazy talented at something. Okay. 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 And that sounds so cheesy. Sure. But Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I think so. Right. I really think like for the longest time I've said that my spiritual gift is mediocrity. (laughs) I'm, I'm equally sort of as bad and sort of not good or that's good or whatever as at everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that is kind of a gift or that's a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the part about it though, that even though I think you're super talented, I'm super talented, like, right. All these people, life circumstances mm-hmm. oftentimes prevents us or, or puts a, a ceiling mm-hmm. on our ability mm-hmm. or our opportunity to kind of find those strengths and to, to run with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, Chris Heck is the name that comes to mind as far as who has like this natural ability or gift to sing and, and music and all of that, but for yep. life circumstance reasons or, or whatever, didn't take it as far as I think it could have gone. Does that mean he he missed something or or whatever? Probably not. I mean, he has a good life, I think. Mm-hmm. I, just an example of there are people who are famous and I think they're not necessarily, most people aren't famous because they have this gift is mm-hmm. because they have the gift and then they were lucky or they were helped along the way. And the rest of us sort of just didn't get those same opportunities. Sure. Yeah. But I'm going to skip that question. So go ahead. (laughs) Sounds like you answered it. You are given the ability to create one new law. What is it? The only thing that comes to my mind, and it's Mm -hmm. probably a waste of this question. uh, My answer to that question, just because it's something that I thought about today, but it would be, no billionaires. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can have 999 million, no problem. Yeah. But get up into that billion, then that money has to go back into the system or it has to go to the people who are earning that money for you or something right. like that. Right. Um, yeah. So that's a stupid answer, but that is the no, one it's that not, came to mind. That's not stupid. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a good answer. How it would actually work, I have no clue. Do there need to be billionaires? I don't, I don't know. Would you want to be a billionaire? No. That sounds awful. I mean, what's the difference between having a billion dollars and having $900 million, $8 billion, or $175 billion, right? than having $999 million? Like, as far as your life, what would the difference be? I have no idea. I think it's just that feeling that you never have enough. I don't understand that. Like, I don't make much money, but I feel like... I feel like I live pretty comfortable mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like I'm, I'm missing out on anything. So yeah. yeah. All right. Describe the last piece of furniture that you have purchased. I'll tell you mine while you're thinking. Yeah. I, I, did, I, did, I didn't purchase it. It just happened today. I was gifted a couple of front porch rocking chairs. Mm. Uh, I think last time you were at my house, did I have the swing on the front porch? I believe so. Yeah. So a couple of summers ago, Dave Abels and I were sitting on the porch swing and we just heard a little, mm-hmm. we looked at each other, boom, down to the floor. <clears throat> it's pretty funny. You didn't hurt uh, yourselves. No, no. It, it happened pretty quick. Yeah. Our backs were fine or whatever could have got hurt. Sure. Uh, but yeah, today actually couple of rockers for the front porch so 
I'm actually oh, I thought those were gave them to you. A couple of rockers no, gave you. Oh, these. sorry. No, front porch rockers. Got it. One of the legs on the rocking chair needs to be glued, like it's split, but mm -hmm. should be a pretty. I mean, am I able fix. to ask who gave you rocking chairs or broken rocking chairs? Who? Uh, it was actually the Ables. Okay. Odd, oddly enough, that it was him and I that <laughs> were on the swing when mm -hmm. it broke. So I went over to their house today. Because another friend of ours is sewing masks, sure. like face, like masks to wear. Yeah. So I had gone over there. I have an old Eagles t-shirt. So I want him to put the little Eagles emblem on the mask. Yeah. So anyway, I went over there to give him that. And while I was there, Amy, Dave's wife, was like, hey, I'm going to put these chairs on Facebook unless you want them. I was like, okay. no, actually, I kind of do want so yeah, your husband broke my porch yeah. chair. Yeah, his fat ass. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I'm looking forward to having those on my front porch. Well, so. and I'm looking forward to the day I can see those on your front porch. Oh man, via Zoom. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or teleportation. Or that. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, I'll answer your question. I actually bought piece of furniture a week ago okay. and but before that the the last furniture i bought was four years ago when we moved to this house when i bought almost oh, man. everything everything new. yeah um because of quarantine and and the yeah. shutdown of everything my job as probably a lot of people's jobs who still have jobs have moved to telecommuting or working from yeah. home um of course people like you there are people healthcare workers and and People at Costco and Walmart and stuff still go to work. A yeah. lot of jobs have, have now moved to work from home. Correct. So I brought my computer and my whole setup from my office to my home. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm sitting in our guest room and there's a computer and there's a, there's a desk and all of that. But this is sort of where my daughter does her homework. And uh, so I yeah. needed a space. So I went to Costco. Well, I wasn't even intending to do it, but I was walking around as I do at Costco and just kind of seeing what, hey, what do I need? Right. I bring a list of usually about five things. Right. But I usually come home with like two dozen things. <laughs> and so I saw this desk and I thought, hey, I need to buy that. Yeah. Um, it was $300. Yeah. And what I thought, what I thought was, because I don't have $300 to just drop on a desk. Like I don't, I don't yeah. have that kind of money. That's a decent but amount I, of chunk of money. Yeah. Yeah. For a desk. Like, cause I, I was putting my stuff on our dining room table and it was working uh -huh. fine. But I thought, and maybe this is bad, but I thought, hey, Costco has an amazing return policy. Mm. And so what I'll do is I'll buy this $300 desk until yeah. we're all cleared to go back to work. I'll put it back in the box yeah. and bring it back to Costco. So there you go. That was the last piece of furniture I bought. So when people return stuff now in the quarantine era, mm -hmm. yeah. do, can they resell that stuff? Or can or do they just have to like let it sit somewhere for a month? I'm not really sure. That's yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking of it right now. One thing I know, a lot of places, Costco included, mm. have they have a list of things that they're not letting people return. Right, I've those seen are that. a lot of those things that people were hoarding. Yeah, I've seen toilet that toilet paper, paper towels, hand like sanitizer. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't seen any other. There yeah. might be some places that I've seen where they'll say. We're not taking any returns at this time. Mm -hmm. Not we're not going to take anything that you bought right now ever again. 
but right at this time yeah yeah and costco's i don't know they're a big enough place that i think they'll be fine i'm gonna hold on to the you know i'll hold on to it until it's safe until we're cleared mm-hmm. right i'll get my lysol wipes and, and disinfect it there for you go. them yeah so where is the desk now then <laughs> it's in our formal dining room oh okay uh, i just okay. set up a little space if i'm honest with you uh, and don't tell anybody this, but I kind of regret bringing my computer home <clears throat> because okay. it is near impossible to get any work done with oh, I'm two sure. like needy children uh-huh. who are also stuck at home uh-huh. and who need constant supervision and uh-huh. encouragement and engagement uh-huh. and pushing and prodding. And, and so I just can't get anything done. And so yeah. I think it would make much more sense for me to go into the office where there is nobody, right? There's yeah. no germs in my office, right? Because there's no one there. So it'd be, I'd be the only one. I could get all this work done and I would be away from yeah. my children. Yeah. Uh, so that, that sounds great, but too late now. Yeah. You know, I bet millions of people feel like you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure of it. So is this, do you think this is bringing families closer together oh boy or do you think this is driving families further apart and we won't know until the end end of it but i've heard things from china Mm -hmm. where they're they're about maybe two months ahead of us on this whole thing yeah where you know uh, couples are not sticking together post yeah uh, just because of the stress that it puts on a couple divorce rates have gone up it's even if it's not divorce yeah We'll see. At at this point, I'm I'm more worried about the effect it's going to have on kids than it is mm-hmm. on the adults. I mean, what effect? Obviously, might it have on it's kids? yeah. I mean, just uh, when I saw Dave and Amy today, and like I can't hold their kid. Got it. And he he can't understand that, you know. So I just hope he doesn't interpret it that somehow sure. it's him or something, you know. So I guess that's what I mean by kids, like the age, the age to where they can't fully grasp what's going on. Yeah. Or even the development of kids, like how many kids are actually doing the schoolwork they need to be doing at home? This is right. This is a fascinating thing. Yeah. I'm I'm in education and this is sort of unprecedented that you have this, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a generation Mm -hmm. of kids like you said. So these uh, pre- kindergarten kids right mm-hmm. two three four years old but then also connor my son is in what they call transitional kindergarten it's mm-hmm. a year before kindergarten all the way up to those seniors in high school who are going to mm-hmm. miss out on graduation because of this whole thing mm-hmm. but you've got this whole generation mm-hmm. where it's you know you kind of push the pause button mm-hmm. now since everyone's pause pushed it's, right. it, you know it, people will sort of uh, it'll affect everyone. But then like, I think what yeah. one of your points here is that those students who are those children who have access to technology, who have mm-hmm. parents who have the ability to help and keep them on mm-hmm. track, mm-hmm. they might not be as badly affected as those whose parents uh, have to work mm-hmm. or who don't have access to technology or the internet or mm-hmm. who, you know, who are vulnerable before this whole thing started. Yep. And so they're just sort of making it through the day. It takes the priority over, did you do mm-hmm. your math homework? Did you do your social studies stuff? Right. Um, it's fascinating. 
And it's, you know, and it's not just, okay, it's happening here in California or it's happening there in South Dakota, or it's just happening here in the United States. Yeah. But this is happening around the world. Worldwide. Mm-hmm. So fast forward 10 years from now, I think that's when we'll re- really be able to see. And I just think about the studies that will be, will be done, what we'll learn from this time. I think you're right. That was the furniture I'm question. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many we've done. Where am I? Oh, here Number we go. Number seven. <laughs> what is something you're glad that you'll never have to do again? Well, Here's mine. My, Here's mine. Yeah, let's oh, hear what yours is. No, it's, I need to hear it's I need really, to hear yours. It's really short, but high school algebra. Like, that's not even like that hard as far as where you could go in mathematics. But math was not my thing. Like, I probably wouldn't have made it without Mark. Yeah. Like, my older brother, like, he was he was smart. That stuff came natural to him. So I don't know how many nights I've spent, you know, going from my bedroom to his bedroom to, to get some help. So, yeah, I absolutely hated it. And I'll never have to do it again. Yeah, I think about that answer isn't probably it isn't that far away from maybe an answer that I would say. Hmm. The reason I'm not saying it is because as soon as I say that, right, then then Emma walks in and says, Dad, I need your help with this math problem. <laughs> you just like speak it into existence and it happens. Right. And and yeah. so she, she's in fifth grade, you know, two weeks ago she was having to do how do you divide fractions or something like that. And she's like, Dad, how do how do you do this? And I looked at it and I was like, okay. Well Well um let me google this real quick (laughs) yeah so i i said well here's the thing emma you need to find the answer yourself (laughs) but i'm gonna help i'm gonna help you find the answer and so we went online yeah and there's this great website called Khan academy look it up and and they have these uh you know geniuses on there who have these videos where they step by step walk you through every kind of math, right? And, and they have it tied to the common core yeah. um, standards. And so yep. okay, for a fifth grader, here's mm-hmm. what she's looking at. They mm-hmm. have like, here they say, here's the video. We watch the mm-hmm. video. And then I'm like, okay, Emma, now do you understand? She's like, dad, I still don't get it. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I can help you. But only because I just watched the video. Yeah. Right. All that to say, I can't really say what your answer is because I'm afraid I'm still going to have to do that. The answer that came to my mind, I guess, had to do, it's something kind of similar, but on the other side, it's changing dirty diapers. Mm. Right. So my kids are out of diapers. Mm -hmm. Now it might be on the other side. Right. So what Mm -hmm. happens if my parents, you know, are super old, like, or, you know, they come and stay with us. We need to help care for them. Now I'm having to change adult diapers. Yeah. My kids have kids of their own. Now I'm a grandfather. Uh-huh. I need to do that. So it's probably not something I'm never going to do again. Right. I'm just glad that I'm past that stage in parenting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> kids are great, but man, my answer, maybe my answer to your question, the final answer is to have to go through like infant mm. child raising again. Yeah. It, they're, they're, kids are cute, right? But yeah. There's like a year and a half where they just are almost. They can't worthless. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. And they just, they just kind of look at you and drool and poop and cry. <laughs> and they don't sleep well at night. And yeah, I don't know. I'm a selfish person and it's hard to be a selfish person and to do well at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we're done here, I'll tell Emma about this website called Fiverr. <laughs> and when she wants, she needs to get some homework done. That's right. 
I'll, I'll pay just, the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for changing diapers. It's probably out there. I don't know. Some someone who has a kink who's into that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't want to have I'll pay that. You five dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Describe a life-changing moment you've had. Do most people, when you ask them the question, do they just give you an answer and then you like no. move on? Okay, because there's a, it's impossible to just have an answer at the tip of your tongue. Like if if our roles were reversed and you had random questions for me, yeah. I yeah, I would just mumble and stumble and. Well, my my problem is that when I you ask that question, or you ask any of these questions, right? And immediately what happens is. It's sort of like in the matrix where, you know, he says, I forget what it was. It was in the first movie, but he's like, I want to look at weapons or something. And then this huge mm -hmm. row of weapons just come, you know, zooming past him. And it's like, mm -hmm. and he could, it's like unlimited, whatever that's. So all of these things come to mind mm -hmm. and then I have to sort through them and say, okay, well, here's, here's one. But then one of my problems is I can't just say the one I have to, I have to paint a picture. I have to give the context mm -hmm. of why this right. is my aim. No, that's legit. And so there's been a lot. Uh, do you have one? Let me hear what yours is. Well, that's the thing. There are a lot, you yeah. know? And so I don't think it matters like which one I choose. Because <laughs> I'm not asking for your best or your worst life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking for a life-changing moment. So I teach a class yeah. where we talk about, um, the name of the class is Cultural Influences in the Workplace. And we talk about how culture uh, is created and how we learn about culture. And it's a great class. And yeah, you asked much earlier in this conversation, you asked, uh, I think the first question was, did I do more listening or talking? Mm -hmm. When I teach, I just talk. Yeah. And some of the classes I teach meet once a week, mm. one night a week for four solid hours. Right. Okay. There are times where I will just That's, talk for yeah. four solid hours and I'll Ooh. tell stories. No, it's yeah. great. It's oh. like, no, it's great for me, not for yeah. the students, of course. <laughs> and so in those uh, classes, I always tell this one story and I use it. It's definitely a life-changing thing for me, but I use it to also describe this thing, you know, in, in uh, Price is Right, the game Price is Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a game called Plinko. So I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with Plinko. Oh, love it. Yeah. So right, you drop a ball at the mm -hmm. top of this board and the ball, mm -hmm. it's like a ping pong ball and it comes down and it hits a, a pin yeah. And then that ball will either go to the left or to the right. Yeah. So let's say it goes to the left. Well, there's another pin. It hits that pin. It goes to the left or the right. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the Plinko board, there's right uh, some toothpaste or there's a new car or whatever <laughs> it is. And, and you want yeah. your ball to go to the right one. Yeah. And I always think of, of it this way. Standing at the top of that Plinko board looking down, you know yeah. where you want the ball to go. Right. You yeah. say, so here's where I'm starting. That's yeah. where I want to go. But yeah. as soon as you let go of the ball, it goes on this random or what mm -hmm. seems like a random path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I look at that as right coming to these uh, decisions in our lives or mm -hmm. these key moments where it could have gone this way or it could have gone mm -hmm. that way. Today, looking forward, we can say, here's what I want to do in my life or here's where I, the, the goals I have or the destination mm -hmm. I want to reach. But it's basically, it's random, right? Now, here's the other mm -hmm. thing. You get to where you are today and you look backwards okay. and you can very clearly see how those decisions and those events have led you and, and it course, makes sense. Course. Okay. And so I, that's my setup for this answer. Summer 2000, first time in China. Okay. I was there with our friend Luke. Yeah. 
friend Roy, I think you know Roy, spent six weeks, seven weeks maybe in mm -hmm. Beijing. Fantastic time. It was my first time out of the country. It mm -hmm. was life changing, like just stepping into this other country changed my worldview. Mm -hmm. uh, it was unbelievable. And so it was our last day in the country. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're in this outdoor market, the silk market. Oh, yeah. It, we're just buying some last little knickknacks to bring home. Standing there and sort of at this other stall, I see two elderly white okay. women. Uh -huh. And they're, they're, they're talking to this Chinese merchant, right? Who's trying to sell them some trinket. Okay. And I'm eavesdropping because I hear that these women have, they're American, but they have one has a Southern accent and yeah. one has like this strong New York accent. And I like yeah. accents. And so I'm kind of listening and I hear the, the Chinese merchant say something like, okay, uh, this thing will cost 300. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I hear one of the women say 300. Okay. And she like oh, starts opening her purse and <laughs> you've been to China, you like you, yeah. just like in Mexico, you bargain, right? Yeah. Whatever they say. You never you take to, the first. Yeah. Right. You need to like, not even cut it in half. You need to offer a fourth of it. And yeah. then maybe you work your way up to half price or something like that. He said 300 and she said, okay. Mm. And there was like this. I don't know, like it's my upbringing. I like a deal, right? I like things on clearance. I want, yeah, right? I can't pay yeah. full price for anything. And so I see these two elderly American women who are just like, oh, sure, 300. And so I kind of like walk over <clears> to <throat> them and I say, hey, ladies. No, uh, no, I no. Yeah, I noticed that you're, uh, you're going to pay 300 for that thing. And if I were you, I might say, how about 50? Yeah. And they kind of look at me like I'm strange, like 50, but he said 300. I said, well, no, do just trust me. And then the Chinese guy who's trying to sell him, who almost got 300, he's yeah. looking at me. Angry, he's like, pissed at you. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. we get it down to something like 75 or maybe 100 at the most. And so they're very happy. Uh, the guy still made money, so he was fine. But they said, you know, they were like, thank you. You know, oh, that was so nice of you, young man. Mm -hmm. I was 20 years old at the time. And... <laughs> They, uh, they're like, Hey, would you like to come teach for us? And I said, well, I was like, well, Hey, that sounds wonderful, but I'm literally, it's either tonight or tomorrow morning getting on a plane, going back to the United States. Yeah. They're they like, Oh, you seem like such a nice guy. So they gave me yeah. their email address. When you get back home, send us an email, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. So, so I'm going to take a long story and make it a little bit shorter. I'll just say this, that because of that, uh, when I got home, I sent them an email. They replied, we built this relationship. And over the next probably three and a half or four years, they flew me to China seven mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. each winter and each summer. And right, free trip, free lodging. They gave me a stipend. You know, I, I learned the country. I started to learn the language. Mm -hmm. I made mm -hmm. relationships so that when I finished my master's degree, literally like two weeks later, I ended up moving to China, but I already mm -hmm. had this foundation. And the second before I, I heard the guy say 300 and they say, okay, like my life was heading in this direction, right? China was, China was nice. Yeah. It was like this nice little piece. And I was, but I was ready to go home. Yeah. Um, but because of that thing, and here's the thing, I don't talk to strangers. Right. I don't talk to people I don't know. So it's not like me to go and right, just to talk to these two random people. Mm-hmm. But because of that one thing, literally my life went in a different direction. Oh, and yeah. Now, right? I ended up marrying a woman from China. 
We have yeah. these kids. Now we live in San Diego. None of that would have happened if it hadn't been for that one little thing. And so that for the Plinko board of life, that was one of those things where the ball could yeah. have gone this way or it could have gone that way. But by going mm-hmm. this way, just like that Robert Frost poem that Mrs. Motter had us, uh, <laughs> right? Two roads. Yeah. <laughs> Diverged in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. Yeah. Your, your answer is much deeper than mine. <laughs> well, no, I mean, high school algebra sucked too. So, or was that a different answer? That was a different no, one. No, no, what no, I, no. I didn't, I didn't share mine. Okay. It was going to be, since we already talked about our trip to Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, for what is this moment that I will never forget. So you guys have been in Vietnam already. So I'm getting there by myself and I'm going through customs and I literally don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Right. They don't like, they don't like to hear that. You need to have a hotel to write down or, you know, so it takes me a little longer to get through. But then I have the very specific memory of walking out of the airport in a country where I don't know anybody, everything is different than from my country. And just seeing a guy holding a sign that just has Smitty written on it. <laughs> and uh, to me, that's a life, maybe not life changing, but it's, it's a moment that like, I will never forget that moment of like completely lost. And then just be like, oh, yep, that's me. I'm in the right place off on this adventure that I still don't, I don't know anything that's going to happen, but, but the unknown, the unknown doesn't, doesn't scare me like it does some mm-hmm. people. Maybe, maybe that was a life changing moment in that sense, but uh, just a moment I'll never forget. And it was, it was for you. The, was it? Oh, was yeah. the paper? A driver. You sent a driver. Okay. I was going to say, I don't have any Sorry, memory I of didn't this happening. I didn't finish. You had sent a driver like from the hotel yeah, okay. to the airport. That's a good story. It is good. Yeah. I, I love it. It's forever etched in my mind. So yeah. Question number nine is where we are. Number um, nine. Nine, not, not, not. What's the best movie you've seen this year? I don't know. Nothing. I do you I, watch like any movies other than kids' movies? I see very few movies. Mm-hmm. Um now here's the thing. This summer, probably in May, I started paying mm-hmm. twenty dollars a month for what they call to be an AMC premiere member. I can go to three movies a week. Mm-hmm. So I paid $20 a month. And yeah. in May, I went to one movie. Yeah. And since then, I haven't gone to a single one. Right. But you're and still paying for the 20 a month. $20 a month. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I always think every Monday morning as I'm driving to work, I think, okay, here's what I'm going to do this week at lunch. I'm going to take, mm. I'm going to take a lunch break and go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I always think that, but then I never do it. I'll give I, you a suggestion. then. I went to star Wars. I took the kids. Yeah. We went to see the most recent star Wars yeah. episode nine. Was it the best movie I've seen? Probably not. I don't know. It was, I think for fans of the original trilogy, Mm-hmm. right they brought back some of the character it mm-hmm. just sort of put did it cinematically and the story was right. the greatest maybe not but they're just good movies they're just yeah i yeah. I, I enjoyed it as a fan i enjoyed it so yeah what's your suggestion uh, this movie called peanut butter falcon okay there's two main characters one is that shia lebeau guy lebeau okay 
is, you know what is I'm talking about? peanut butter or the fal- falcon uh neither <laughs> oh, of course i know who he is yes yeah but then the other main character is an actor who has down syndrome okay the plot is that this guy with downs escapes from kind of the home where he was living meets up with the shia lebeau lebeau is it lebeau or lebeau no idea yeah let's just go with one of them meets up with the shia lebeau guy who's also in a rough part of his life. Okay. The guy with Down syndrome has it in his head that he's going to go see a famous WWE wrestler that he, that he loved. And so it's just a story of them getting to where this wrestler is. The wrestler coins this guy as the peanut butter Falcon as his wrestler okay. name. Okay. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's funny. There's some good interaction and as like a drama sort of way. So, Why, and how did you hear about it? Oh, how did I? I think I was just looking through a list of like Shia new release. Yeah, apparently I'm a big yeah, like new releases or something. Okay, and I think it had a good rating. I don't know if it was IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or what, but it had a good rating. So I kind of read the synopsis of it and it's like, yeah. This sounds like something I might like. So The two that are on my want-to-watch list, mm. both of them just came out. Okay. Uh, 1917, the World War okay. I mm-hmm. movie, yep. and Jojo Rabbit. Which I haven't seen Academy, Joe Rabbit. Yeah. Academy Award-winning one. So yeah, I want to see are on my list. I was let down by 1917. Okay. But you should, you should still see it. What were you expecting? I guess I... Hmm, that's a good question. Clearly get, defined uh, <laughs> camera. <laughs> yeah right i guess i thought it was gonna like grab me emotionally more than it did okay so i don't know what it why it didn't well i'm gonna check them out you should and i'll let you know yeah. what i think yeah now how about shows besides movies what about mm-hmm. you know series or anything like that any anything on your must watch list i'm a big fan of the show counterpart okay william h macy is the main character Sure. I think it's a stars show, actually. But there's only two seasons. Scientific experiment that happens, and then there ends up being two parallel universes. Okay. That you can go from one universe to the other in this one location in Berlin. Interesting. And, and so that's kind of the... So kind the of a... It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, so technically, it'd be under like the sci-fi yeah. genre. Okay. I thought it was awesome. The... The shows that I would recommend, mm. Killing Eve. Really? You heard of it? Yeah. Okay, please watch that. Is that a BBC? It's BBC America. Or BBC, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> BBC America. <laughs> you were way off. Uh, yeah, it, it's Sandra Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I forget the other gal's name. She pl- who plays this other woman plays a Russian assassin. Okay. Both seasons now are out on Hulu. Mm, perfect. The character, right? These two leading female characters mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. so unique, each one. Mm-hmm. And then they play off of each other and just the relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So good. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Well, okay. Oh. Sorry. No, that's, no, that is definitely good. Oh, uh, I love Veronica, it. Veronica Mars. Okay. I don't know anything about that season one. Season four. Okay. Yeah. So there were three seasons 10 years ago. 
Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. On the CW a year ago or so, Hulu brought Kristen Bell back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they made, I think, an eight episode season four, which mm. is like 10 years later. Okay. And it is just a fun, silly, I don't know. There's something enjoyable about watching it. If you didn't see the first three? I hadn't seen the first three. Oh, okay. I just, I just okay. started watching that. Yeah. So it's not like you're missing out on a bunch of background. And then I went back and started watching the first season because it's like, oh, maybe I'm a fan of Veronica Mars. And <laughs> it was like kind of hard to watch, right? Because yeah. it's 10 years ago. It's just whatever. It's Media ages fast, man. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not as, as strong of a recommendation as Killing Eve, but if you want just a show that is kind of silly, mm-hmm. whatever, that would be a good one. Got it. Number 10. You have the power... To create something more that's already in the world, what would that be? So what do, you, what do you wish that there was more of in the world? Could, it could be an item. It could be a feeling. It could be a... Do you have an answer? Oh, I have many things that run through my head, kind of like what you're talking about before. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's many things. I think the thing that I would come up with is more openness to change. I'm a big believer that we need to change our carbon emission mm-hmm. situation. And I think because it's not an emergency, like a virus is an emergency, that we don't change. I would wish that we had that sense of creativity and doing uncomfortable things like we are right now, um, that we would have that same for carbon neutral and stuff to be uncomfortable with that change because it's it's going to be uncomfortable uh but i think it's a necessary change we're gonna have to do i I really don't think we're gonna make the changes we need to i would wish for more of the understanding to change on the global warming things we need to be doing well and how do so how do we make a, a first step well that's just it like there's so many there's so many angles of it yeah well so here's, I don't have, this isn't an answer to your question, but this is a response to your comment. So I think mm-hmm. about Bernie Sanders and I think mm-hmm. about Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and sort of their message about not just fiscal responsibility, but how do we, how do we take those too big to fail banks, financial mm-hmm. institutions, how do we add helpful regulation to mm-hmm. prevent sort of this uh, capitalism out of control? which is Mm -hmm. often pushed right by greed. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how do we, as a democracy of the people, for the people, by the people, how do we protect the people rather Mm -hmm. than have all of that wealth just move up, up, up to that 1% or the 0.1 of the 1%? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. And they've been saying these things and their messages, right? And so Bernie Sanders for 40 years as a politician has been talking Mm -hmm. about the environment. He's Mm -hmm. been talking about Medicare for all. He's been talking Mm -hmm. about regulating big business and things like that, Mm -hmm. right? These presidential debates, the democratic presidential debates that went on for the past uh, few months. Yep. And some of those former democratic hopefuls Mm -hmm. who ran on, right? The Yang clan, clan, Andrew? Yeah, gang. Yeah, the Yang clan. Yang gang. This idea, universal income, right? How do we take care of our people? the media and sort of the base talking about, oh, that's socialism. That's so far left. We, can, right. we can't have any of that. Right. And then this crisis happens and yeah. immediately let's send $1,200 and 
to every American. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think is a something that needs to happen. But yeah. it's interesting that it just happens so quickly. My hope is that there's time for people to reflect on. So maybe those ideas, maybe the idea of socializing certain industries, mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily a bad word. Right. right? And, and we have socialized many things in this country Absolutely. Um, that are just taken for granted. But it's when we talk about applying those same ideas to things for the people, mm-hmm. that's when it threatens those with wealth. That's when there, it becomes a controversy. Mm-hmm. But when it's like prison or things like that, then uh, it's fine. No, no big deal. But right. when it's about uh, universal health care, that's when we need to protest and object and all of that. I hear you. So uh, to answer your question, man, it's, I don't even know how to say it in, in, in an answer, but I'll say this. The students that I teach come from so many different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And what I'm often struck by is how similar we all are, mm-hmm. but how different we think we are from each other, mm-hmm. or we, maybe how different we think others are from us. Mm-hmm. I've had Muslim students in my class and I teach mm-hmm. at a Christian university, but we've had Muslim students in our classes mm-hmm. and talking to them about their beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Not talking about what does Islam believe, but what does that Muslim student who's sitting at that desk? The individual, yeah. Exactly. Why <laughs> is that specific person wearing, you know, the headscarf. Mm -hmm. Why does he do this? Why does she do that? What is it that motivates him or her to do these Mm -hmm. things? And those motivations and those things that those Muslim students Mm -hmm. care about are Mm -hmm. exactly the same things that uh, as a Christian, I care about or that motivate me or that my grandma who's 97, the things that she prays about and thinks about and cares about are the same things that people across the globe do yeah yet there is profit and it's easy to to draw lines and put the other on the other side of the line and we're here and they're bad and we're good Mm -hmm. it's easy first of all it's easy for our brains to wrap to understand things like that Mm -hmm. but it also it man it makes the right military industrial Mm -hmm. complex go it creates Mm -hmm. um buzz for media to report on so i understand it but mm-hmm. man, it's a bummer. So I wish there was more right. curiosity. You know, so Malcolm Gladwell, his most recent book is called Talking with Strangers. Yep. He says that people typically default to truth. And but okay. that truth is defined by each individual, right? And so if someone acts a certain way, we we interpret it through our lens. Yeah. So they're they might be acting a certain way, which they're doing that because they're doing it how we would do, but we interpret it different because they have a headscarf on because they have this or because they have that. I'm sort of getting off on a tangent here. (laughs) All I want to say is I wish we had a little bit more patience and curiosity for others rather than sort of an instinct to judge or to draw lines. That's my right. It kind of reminds me of the story of in World War II where German soldiers and I think it was English, but maybe it was U.S. soldiers, basically stopped fighting when it was Christmas, celebrated together, like singing Christmas songs loud enough for the other side to hear. You know, two days later, they're back to trying to murder each other. (laughs) But for that moment, they were able to like see that they had this thing in common. Um, Well, that was, I mean, remember when we went in Vietnam and you were there for the day we went to the to the Coochie Tunnel. No. Were you there for that? You missed that? No, I missed that. So we we went to the, to right, this sort of key 
I don't know, battleground from the Vietnam War. And then we mm -hmm. went to the, the Vietnam War Museum that was in uh, Ho Chi Minh City. And, and over there, they call mm -hmm. it, right, the Museum to the War of American Aggression. And right. I remember just yeah. our time in Vietnam walking around, looking at these young men who were like 25 years old, 18 years old, 20, 40 years before, we would have been, you know, shooting each yeah. other. Right. But in fact, like, as I'm looking at these guys, it's like, we're just humans. We're just people trying to, you know, mm -hmm. enjoy ourselves, have a good meal, whatever it mm -hmm. might be. Mm -hmm. What was it that caused American boys to mm -hmm. kill Vietnam, Vietnamese boys, right? And I mean, yeah. the political part of it, okay, we can have that conversation, but on the ground, like the individual shooting each other, yeah, man, it just seems like a lot of waste. Yeah. Yeah, and if, if, if maybe what needs to happen is these leaders need to just have an arm wrestling competition or play a game <laughs> of chess, yeah. right? And let's settle it that way rather right. than human lives to just die. Well, on that somber note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass on number 10. How about that? Can I do that? You just answered it. Sorry. Oh, darn it. Any of the other questions you wanted to throw back towards me that you didn't? No. Okay. <laughs> I. I, you probably forgot them already. Maybe here's the last thing that I'll say uh, to wrap up my answers to all of your questions. You talked, you asked a question about what was a life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. In the December of 2017, I think, a year later, 2018, I was in a car accident. So I was in a car accident right before Christmas one year. And then literally a year later, 12, year, 12 months later, I was in another car accident. Both of them were pretty severe. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them were like, right, the car was, I was stopped the car was the other car was going like 60 miles an hour and the first one hit us from behind hit me from behind the second one hit me and my daughter uh, head on and those were these moments where right you see your life flash before your eyes and you kind of think what should i do different what are those things that are important and mm. right and when the first one happened those thoughts but then right when when this a year later when the second one happened mm. there was this moment of oh crap i didn't do anything i didn't make any changes i didn't take advantage of that time Right. Right. After that second accident, which now is over a year, so right, something like 14 months ago, okay. the one thing that I decided I was going to do is take an approach toward people. And mm -hmm. this approach comes from a guy um, named Carl Rogers. He was a, uh, a psychologist, a therapist. He was also an educator. And at one point in his life, he taught here in San Diego, passed away many, many years ago. But he came up with an approach towards therapy that he called unconditional positive regard. So UPR, unconditional positive okay. regard. Okay. And this is the approach I've tried to take toward people in my life, students, family members, friends, strange, whatever it might be, that whatever, and maybe this goes back to that whole resting, listening face, mm -hmm. that whatever <laughs> people say to me, whatever people are talking about their ideas, their beliefs, whatever it is, I might think, I honestly might think what they're saying is stupid or mm -hmm. crazy or whatever, but I'm going to hold what they say in absolute positive regard where I'm not going to say, Hey, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to listen. I'm going to say, that's interesting. So that has been an approach I've tried to take in the past 14 months. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it has meant anything for myself or for those people around mm -hmm. me, yeah. but unconditional positive regard is sort of the catchphrase that I use when listening or when approaching people that whatever they have to say, I accept people for who they are, where they are, um, judgment free, mm -hmm. or maybe if I do judge, I'll also say, it doesn't matter what I think. You're, mm -hmm. you know, you're fine just the way you are. Cheers. Smitty. You're fine yeah. just the way you are.
Thank you, man. Yeah. It's late here. Well, late for me. Your eyes are barely awake. You're barely open, it looks like. Yeah. 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 Getting a little sleepy. Should we tell the listeners that you slept through our first? Yeah, you sure can. I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. That was supposed to be last night. 22 hours ago, I was sitting right here. <laughs> Texting me, emailing me. Yeah. 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 I was sitting here just eager to dive into these 10 questions. Yep. Yeah. I was figured that Smitty maybe had hit a wall from the long week. So I did. My idea was to take a nap after I ate last night. Famous last words. Yeah. 